BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is Side Hustlers, the podcast where we talk to people following their passion outside of their day job. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. And you can always find me on Instagram. It's at the Carla Marie. I love hearing your suggestions of people I should have on the podcast, your questions for Side Hustlers, and just your overall thoughts. It helps me change the podcast to what you want week to week. So feel free to reach out to me. It's at the Carla Marie on Instagram and literally on everything else. This week, we are going to hear the story of Haley. She is the owner, creator, and designer, we're going to get into that, of Toasty Swimwear here in Seattle. She has an online store. You can check it out, toastyswimwear.com. But she also has a full-time job at a huge tech company while doing all of this. She's a badass. She's super cute. And I'm excited for you to follow Haley's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Okay, so Haley is in studio with me today. By the way, thank you, because last minute I was like, I need someone for this podcast. So... I don't know if you had anything else to do today, but thank you for being <laughs> no, here with you. me. I'm excited to be here. So Shandon, who is the owner of Allaire, connected us. I don't even know how you know Shandon, so let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. I'm big on connections and networking and how it all happens. So how do you know her? So we both are in West Seattle, and she has her shop Allaire in West Seattle. And I think she was having an event, and I stopped by, said hi, let her know that I was running the swimwear business. And she's just been so awesome since 
she invited me to do another event with her where I did a pop-up, which was cool. really successful. And she has so many connections. And so like introducing me to you and lots of other people. She's also, she's like the mayor of West Seattle, yeah. really, at this point. I know. That's what she is. <laughs> I know. I was just at her, like, re-grand opening, yep. her new location, and everyone comes in, and they know her by name, she knows them by name, and she's like... It's like cheers, but clothing, and yeah. cards, and cool stuff, Yeah, not drinks. Like, I wish I could be like that. <laughs> no. Do you have a storefront, or do you do everything no. from home? Everything is online, and I just did the one pop-up last year, but I definitely am going to plan to do more this year. It was really fun to actually have that interface with customers. To do the pop-up. Yeah. I don't, did I even say that Toasty Swimwear, have we, am I being a terrible host right now? (laughs) So yeah, by the way, you are the owner, I'm also saying designer, even though you don't call yourself that, of Toasty Swimwear. Yeah. But your day job, explain a little bit about what you do, because it has nothing to do with your side hustle. At least I don't think it does. No. Uh, So I do project management for a technology company here in Seattle. Day-to-day, that's a lot of scheduling, um, timelines, making sure people are doing what they're supposed to be doing (laughs) when they need to do it. And so I not actually, pretty fun stuff. Yeah. Like your, your side hustle, it seems like it's fun and creative yeah, and you enjoy exactly. Not that you don't enjoy your day yeah. job, but two completely different things. Mm-hmm. At what point did you say, I want to make and sell bathing suits? So about two years ago, I was at my job for a year and I actually do enjoy project management. Uh, I think I'm good at it, and but it's not creative and I was really missing that kind of outlet. I actually have been saying for quite a while that I feel like there's this huge gap in the market for swimwear. I was always drawn to the ones that were really expensive. I just could not wrap my head around spending over $100 on such a small piece of fabric. This is a rant that I have every year. So we actually just talked about it on our morning show two weeks ago because Victoria's Secret just came out and said, oh, we're going to sell bathing suits again. So I'm like, let me go check them out. And I'm looking and there's a bikini for top for $90. And I'm like, why am I spending that much money on literally no fabric? I don't understand. I don't get it. I wouldn't spend that much money on a pair of underwear. I know. Why a bathing suit? Just because it can go in the water? (laughs) I don't get it. I honestly, and that's how I felt. And so I was like, there has to be a better way. And then you go to like a lower price point and you worry about the quality or if you order on through. (laughs) Yeah. Or if you order online, there's a lot of kind of sketchy websites that ship directly from China and there's zero customer service. You don't know if you can return it or exchange it. I really wanted to find something kind of in the middle where you could get something that was somewhat affordable, but also have it shipped directly from the U.S. so you know it's going to be there within the week and also have that quality. So what year was this when you were like, I want to do this? So that was two years ago that I had decided I wanted to do that. And then I launched last year, last spring. What was the first step in actually doing this? Were you just, how do I start a bathing suit company in Google? How did you do it? Yeah, there was a lot of Googling. Um, I started looking at manufacturing, where I could get it manufactured. China is the most affordable option. So I actually went through Alibaba, contacted a few manufacturers, got samples from them, and then just picked the one that I felt had the best quality and the best responsiveness. So obviously communication is really important, but it can be difficult when you're working in different countries. And time zones, languages, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I get home and they're just about like waking up and getting to work. So 
it actually kind of works out yeah. with the timing because I don't work on it during normal work hours. So. so then how many hours a week do you think you are spending on Toasty Swimwear? Probably like six to eight. I tend to like block out hours so it won't be like a little bit every night. I like to have sit down and be able to really focus and work on a specific task for a long time. Was it the same way when you were getting it launched though or was it more hours in the beginning? More hours in the beginning for sure and it fluctuates too because swimmer is seasonal. Of course. Yeah so I'll be going into a busier season coming in the next few months and through summer and then I'll see a dip in October, November and then there's a lot of people that still go on vacations around December so it goes up a little bit after that. How did you, do you design the bathing suits itself? Because I know we were talking about a little bit before the podcast started and you said you consider yourself a business owner, but yeah. not a designer, but someone's designing them. Um, I do design them. It's difficult for me to call myself a designer just because I've never seen myself as a super creative person and I'm not technically trained in design, but you are doing it. I'm doing it. And I, that's one of my favorite parts of it is you sitting have to d- add that to your title. I know I should. I know CEO and designer. <laughs> yeah, swimmer. I should put that on my email. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's been actually such a fun part of it is getting a sketchbook and just putting out a ton of ideas. And then I tape them up on the wall and start thinking about how it works all together and send it out to my friends and family and get that's feedback. Cool. So I can't draw at all. Was that something you could always do? No. Uh, not at all no never (laughs) no I've always I would say like I'm a crafty person so I I want to be artsy and I just started doing it and I think you get better over time for sure how have your customers found you if you don't have a storefront and Mm -hmm. you're online what how do you they find you or do you find them do you use social all of that stuff yeah, mostly it's social media, Instagram, I think is the big one for a lot of small businesses these days that are in e-commerce. I think the best way to find customers is always word of mouth. And that's how I've been mostly successful because it's hard. I am not a well-known brand. And so for people to trust me and they just find me randomly, it's a little bit more difficult. But if they have a friend that says, hey, I know this girl, she has a swimmer business or I've ordered from them and I love them, that's going to be more impactful. Well, I will say, so I went on your website and like you were saying earlier, there are some companies you go on there and you're like, oh, is this weird? Is this sketchy? I don't obviously get that vibe from your website. So that's great. (laughs) But it's real. Like I go on there and I'm like, oh, you know what? These look like normal girls wearing normal bathing suits that aren't like strappy all Mm -hmm. over the place that I know if I put that on, I'm going to have pieces bulging out for them. It really is just I know that I will feel comfortable wearing something like that. And I was like, I can't wait to get home today. I'm going to order yeah. all of them. So I literally wrote down questions like Aww. for myself, like how does sizing work? Yeah. <laughs> like Things Thank I want to ask you on the podcast, but really for yeah. myself. So actually that is a whole crazy world for me. You obviously being a female, no shopping, you're a different size in every store. Mm-hmm. What is that like being on this side of it now for you and selling bathing suits? Yeah, I tried. I did a lot of research and looked at what other companies were doing for swimwear and tried to align with that just because I wanted to be as consistent as possible with the rest of the industry. It is hard though and as a as a consumer, yeah. how I would order bathing suits, I was I would order multiple sizes, try it Same. on and send it back. And I I don't mind if my customers do that. I build in an exchange and return policy that 
that enables them to do that because I think that's really important. But it, yeah, sizing can be difficult. And my my dream one day would to be full would be to be fully size inclusive and be able to offer a really wide range of sizes. And I think I'll be able to get there. But again, sure. trying to keep with the whole mission of the business to keep it at a good price point, I have to make those decisions really carefully and slowly. Well, if not, then you have to buy a ton of different mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. sizes, colors, all types of stuff. Then mm-hmm. you're putting out so much more money than mm-hmm. is actually coming in at first. And that's a really big risk. But sure. I'm assuming you did have to make some sort of investment in the beginning. You don't have to give us a number. But yeah. for people who are thinking, wow, you know, I want to start a business, but I'm scared or whatever. I guess walk us through that process and how you did that. So once I decided I wanted to do this and did a little bit of research, then I started on my business plan and started to actually try to work out the numbers, what's going to be feasible. And I actually started with the price point I wanted the suits to be and then cool. kind of worked back from there. Like, how can I how can I make that work? That's smart because a lot of people would just be like, all right, I want to do this. Yeah. Boom. But you kind of went backwards. And I've been learning a lot from myself, listening to other podcasts about businesses that going backwards mm-hmm. is the way to do a business plan. And I would have never thought that. Mm-hmm. So you start with what your end goal is and then you just and tell us how you did it. Cause I've clearly never done this. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and I, I, my end goal, that number that I wanted them to be priced at that adjusted a little bit as I started working out the profit margins my husband's like, you need to price these a little bit higher. I'm like, no, like I, I you don't get yeah. it. <laughs> like I treat my customers like they're myself kind of like That's I, I awesome. am, am trying to develop something that I personally, personally would want to buy and um, a brand that I would be excited about. But your price point, it's crazy. I, when I looked at it, I was like, what? That's awesome. Like a one piece bathing suit for $39.99. Mm-hmm. That is unheard of. Unless you're shopping at a big box store that right. every other girl on the beach is going to be wearing right. this year all yeah. over Instagram and it ha- and whatever it happens. If that's what fits you, go for it. But the fact that you can be a small business and do this is amazing. Thank you. So after you figured out, okay, you had to adjust your price point a little bit, then how did, what did you do from there? Next step. Um, okay. So we did the business plan. I found my manufacturer. I started sketching. I sent them the sketches and they sent back uh, actual samples. Cool. So with those samples, I send them feedback like this color didn't work. This cut needs to be a little bit different. And they make the changes and then they make all the bulk order and ship it to me. So I have our whole second bedroom is just like wall to wall suits. So you're shipping from home. You're yeah. doing all of that on your own. So yeah. are you at work getting alerts on your phone that orders come through and you're so pumped when that happens? Yeah. I'm sure. You <laughs> get a little like, distracted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and ask you, do you use Shopify? Yeah. That's what everyone always tells me. It's I love like, it. That's, <laughs> the, it's so funny. Like your eyes just lit up. So yeah. obviously everyone can't see you, yeah. but your eyes lit up when I mentioned Shopify and you clearly said, I love it. And it's so crazy how every single person on this podcast who has some sort of product mm-hmm. that they sell, Shopify, 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 mm-hmm. they swear by it. And I'm like, how did businesses function before I Shopify? I don't know. And it is funny that people can be so passionate passionate about an e-commerce mm-hmm. platform. That's why I kind of light up because I'm like, this is just so weird that I feel passionately <laughs> about Shopify. But I, it, they have the best customer service. Like if you ever have a problem, they're going to help you figure out a solution and do you have, when you do the pop-up, like you said you did with Shandon, 
do you have a little swipey thing? Like, how does that work? Yeah, Shopify has a card swiper that you can get. Honestly, it is not totally reliable, so sometimes okay. I have to put, put the numbers like, in. Yeah, which is fine, but... It's cool. I'm always like, I want one for myself. Like, yeah. I don't know what I could sell, but yeah. I just want to swipe. It looks so cool. Forget Venmo. Just yeah, start right. charging people. <laughs> Guys, give me your credit card for lunch today. I'm just going to swipe it on my phone because it's so cute. But it takes us back to being kids, which, you know, playing store. And you mm-hmm. kind of said that when we were uh, going back and forth before sitting down, that when you were a kid, you wanted to have your own business and you yeah. kind of pretended at home. So yeah, this is something you've always wanted to do, clearly. It really is. Like entrepreneurship, even before I knew what that was, it was something that I was interested in. This was kind of an, a natural, this was a natural next step. I hope that this is super successful and I hope that one day this could be my full-time job. But if I really define success, it's that I learned something from this and that I can take it and make something even better. So maybe this isn't the end goal. Maybe this will lead to something else too. I don't know. You said, was your dad, did he own his own business? Yeah, he's a veterinarian and so he has his own clinic. So I would go in and try to take all the little paper forms because this is when things weren't totally digital. So he had actual forms. I would take a business. (laughs) It's cute though. (laughs) And it's so crazy how that kind of stuff happens when we're kids. And then here you are now doing your own thing. But when you went to college, you said you always loved entrepreneurship. Was that something in college? You're like, I want to own my own business. Or how did you do that while studying? It's funny because I am actually really risk adverse. And so while I had these other interests, like maybe fashion design Mm. or um, entrepreneurship, I wanted to pick something really safe and I felt like marketing was super safe and I don't regret that, but it is interesting to think like if I had chosen something that I actually was leading with my heart with, right. how things would have been different. Well, but it also gives you a good base. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. learned things through marketing mm-hmm. and currently now at your day job, your full-time job that do at some point help you for sure with yeah. your side hustle. Not, you know, they may not be alike. You may not be designing swimmer yeah. during the day, but there's got to be skills you've learned. They're like, oh, I'm better at this side hustle or better at owning my own business because I went to school for this or yeah. I do this at my day job. Yeah, it definitely gives you more of the business management skills and project management skill, skills. Yeah, I'm sure so. being a project manager helps yeah. when you're running your yeah. own business. Because me, I would just be like, I don't know, there's so many things to do on my to-do list. And I would panic. But doing what you do and scheduling and mm-hmm. you manage people, mm-hmm. which is very hard to do. I'm sure when you're just alone by yourself, you're like, oh, just me. Don't worry <laughs> about just me. This is nice. Yeah. yeah. Who has been your biggest supporter in this? Hmm. I mean, I would have to say my husband, but honestly, my friends and my family have been so unbelievably supportive in in moments that I don't have the confidence myself. They're totally lifting me up. And I'm just so grateful. I feel like I like, get a little emotional no, talking about good. that. I mean, yeah. sh- that means that you have awesome people in your life yeah, who are helping you. Has there been anyone you don't have to call them out who is like, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? No, not to my face. Um... <laughs> I feel like my dad is like very sensible and I feel like if I actually sat down and asked him, should I do this? He probably would have said no. Right. But he never, I never asked and he never said anything. (laughs) Right. You don't ask. You just do. I love that. Yeah. How did you come up with the name Toasty? I just kind of did a, some word mapping. So I started writing. I love this. Yeah. Do you still have the original papers that you. It's on my computer. Yeah. I started writing down words that I thought resonated with swimwear or vacations or sunny weather and just deviated from from those words. And your logo is a 
pineapple though, mm-hmm. right? Do you just love pineapples? Or? I just thought it was cute. <laughs> well, it, pi- don't pineapples mean welcome or welcoming? Yeah. So, yeah. And perfect. Yeah. And it kind of, it the visual makes you think of summer and warm weather, I think. So, do you have the pineapple logo on the bathing suits? No. Just Is that on the tags. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's great branding. Yeah. Is that something you'd want to do, you think, down the line? Or I you thought like about it, it, but I think that would add an additional cost that is not affect. necessary, yeah. really. Yeah. Because. If someone likes the bathing suit someone's wearing, they're going to ask and they're going to tell them. Yeah. Because seeing the pineapple, it's going to be like, oh, that's that pineapple bathing suit. No <laughs> yeah. one's going to, but you're right. Yeah. But putting on the tags is great branding. But is that something you thought about from the beginning? Like, oh, I need to get tags for these bathing suits. I thought, yeah, that was something I considered. Um, but there are obviously a ton of things that come up that you don't expect. Yeah. Like, I would probably never realize that until I was yeah. like, oh, crap, I need tags. Yeah. I'm about to ship this out. Or, like, the sanitary liner that you yeah. need to put on the, Where the do you bottoms. Get those? <laughs> well, luckily, my manufacturer, they she's, they'll send it. But, I mean, you can get them on Amazon. So, you have to put those on individually? Yeah. So, for guys listening, they're probably like, what, what are that? they talking about? <laughs> so, in women's bathing suits, in the bottom part of the bathing suit, whether it's just a bikini bottom or it's a one piece, there's always like this plastic thing where your private part goes yeah that sticks to the bathing suit for sanitary reasons if you're trying it on in the store or whatever yeah so that's why when you said that i'm like you have to put that on yourself it's crazy i know does your husband ever help you with that no <laughs> i've never asked him though. you have to report back to me let me know what he says when you're like hey i need you to stick these on he's gonna be like what are you doing he'd be like i don't think we need these <laughs> yeah we do have you had any disasters with having your own company? Hmm. I love hearing these stories. No real disasters, but some issues with the manufacturer where, so like, for example, this year I wanted to be launched beginning of March to be kind of in front of spring break season. This year? Yeah. Like 2019? Yeah. Like my second uh, second collection. Sorry. Yeah. And so I put my order in January 1st and they told me maybe like April because because they take a month long break for Chinese New Year. Oh my God. Yeah. And I think you, did you know that was going to happen? No. And I think because I'm a smaller company, I probably get deprioritized as well. So technically I think they probably could have finished, but there were other orders in front of mine. So that was a little disappointing. So right now we're recording this March 30th. I have them. You have. Yeah. Last week I was able to get them launched on the website. Who's in the pictures of on your website who are those women they're models that i have found through backstage.com i did not even know this was a thing yeah so it's a a casting website and you can just post your job and people will apply and you can look through their profiles and so do you do like actual shoot days or do you just say here's a bathing suit take a picture in it so my first shoot, I actually went down to Palm Springs and we did a full day shoot where cool. we shot all the suits in total like different lifestyle situations because I really wanted, like you said, my website, it looks, it looks legitimate. So legit. so, and that's, yeah. I really wanted to invest right off the bat on that so people would trust the brand right away. And then this last time we did a shoot day in a studio in Seattle and I'm going to be experimenting, working with some some influencers and Smart. yeah, some brand reps to get some more. When photos. I get abs, I will be a free model for you. <laughs> no, I don't. People don't need to have abs. <laughs> okay, That's fair. the thing. I I wanted to be for like the everyday person. I don't want every 
everything to be photoshopped and perfect. Well, one of the things that I noticed when moving here to the West Coast, so I was born and raised in New Jersey, and then I moved to Seattle three years ago. Mm -hmm. The bathing suit life out here is so different. And I know that sounds so crazy, but in New Jersey, if you go to the beach, it literally looks like, and not even like Coachella isn't the way to say it, but... And trashy is not the word that I want to use because I've yeah. worn these bathing suits and I don't think they look trashy. But I have bathing suits that I'm like, it's just a different I can't style wear this at Golden Gardens in, Se yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. No offense to anyone who's going to the Jersey Shore. Trust me, I grew up there. I still yeah. go there when I visit. But it's just bathing suits are different here. And Probably more conservative in conservative. style and coverage. Yes, but they're also more sporty, I guess, or oh. more you can be more active yeah. in them. I yeah. guess makes sense because. Most people here aren't just going and laying out all day mm -hmm. to get some sun. They're going on a hike and then jumping in the lake mm -hmm. afterwards or volleyball on the beach. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Even like my cover-ups, I was like, I can't wear this here. Like, I need something different. And yeah. I didn't notice it at first. And I was like, this feels weird. That's such an interesting perspective. Yeah. But when I looked at all your bathing suits, I was like, oh, my God, this is so what I need. Because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times when I'm shopping at different places, I'm like, Ugh, this isn't going to cut it. Like, mm -hmm. it's just not what I need to have this, this lifestyle of hiking and going to national mm -hmm. parks and different things. Like, I'm not going to wear some Victoria's Secret bathing suits around families in national parks. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Whole butts out. Like, yeah. It's weird. It's funny you say that because my goal, I, I think swimsuit bottoms, like showing a little bit of cheek yeah. is very flattering, but I really wanted to kind of find a happy medium between that and being comfortable being around your family or, you well, know, yeah. you don't want to just a string back yeah. there, which also somehow are the most expensive ones. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't it's know. literally a the string. Smallest ones are I don't the get most it. Expensive. So what is next for you? Are you going to add different things like maybe cover ups, accessories, or will you try to go size inclusive first? I think I would want to invest more in the swimsuit part of it. So size inclusivity or adding additional colors for each style. I would like to expand in that way. So what is, I guess, in the bathing suit world, is there next for you just to keep adding different styles over the summer? Or do you just stick with the styles that are on there now and just keep getting more shipments in and working on promoting what you have? Last year, I just did one big order and sold those through the summer. This year, I have a smaller set. So I would love if I could add additional ones to that, but I want to see how these go and take some learnings from what people like and what people don't like and see what happens with that. I want to go back to where you're talking about the influencers and working with influencers. Mm -hmm. A, what made you think to do that? And B, how did you even start those relationships? I thought about doing it. I got some feedback from other people with their own stores and it it's kind of a mixed bag with influ influencers though. Yeah. It's becoming such a saturated market. Agreed. So I actually find that working with people with a smaller Micro influencers yeah, is micro the word influencer. I yeah. heard. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of these bigger bigger influencers, they're promoting so much stuff mm -hmm. that your things just kind of get lost in the mix. So true. And as, as someone who's on that side of it, who gets things constantly like, hey, do you want to do this? Do you mm -hmm. want to do this? I'm at a point now where I was like, I can't do all of this anymore. And I just kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. And now I'm slowly handpicking and bringing it different things in because it's you're right. It is so saturated and it seems so great at first. Like, oh my God, I'd love to wear those sunglasses and mm -hmm. post it. And you get so excited. And then mm -hmm. when the time comes to do it, you're like, 
I can't put all of this on Instagram <laughs> yeah. in one week. It doesn't make sense. And it's not fair to the people who follow me mm-hmm. for me. They're not following me for this. But if it's natural and not often and mm-hmm. they do have a smaller following, that following probably follows them because they actually care about who that person mm-hmm. is and they trust them. They might actually even know them in real life. Yeah. And it makes such a difference. So this world of micro influencers, I have friends who have 5,000 followers or less are like, these brands are reaching out to me. Is this normal? And I'm like, yeah, it's a trend. People Go are doing it. that now. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. So I think it's smart. Are you sticking local or are you branching out? I'm branching out. I want to find people that either live in a sunny place or travel a lot just because then they're going to have more opportunities for photos. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've got Seattle for the next few months, but after yeah. that, it's not sunny here. I, I know. Really, that's probably why you have to fly to Palm Springs. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I want to work with some micro influencers the next few months to get more content that I can repurpose yeah. to on my, my Instagram account and then hopefully do a local shoot once it gets a little bit warmer. Do you have a social plan or you're like, oh, I should post today? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I try to sit down and plan it out, but I find writing captions ahead of time is really hard for me. And I tend to prefer to decide I'm going to post something like I'm going to post something on Thursday. And then on Thursday, I, sense. I look at what I want to say. But having a plan, which is crazy to even think I that know. like, when you were in college, you would have never thought, I need a social media plan for something. You would have just posted whenever you were at a party or with your friends or a selfie. And yeah. now it's like, this is part of your business. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how businesses are surviving. Mm-hmm. And it's such a wild world. Have you done any ads on social or you're just... I have. I have, haven't been super successful. I'm going to be starting some online classes on cool. how to learn it. It's so complicated. I know. And a lot of trial and error so that's that's one of my goals the next few months to dive into that a little bit more tell me more about these classes like are they through a local school um no online i udemy i think is how you pronounce it oh have you uh, they have a lot of different kinds of i know what you're talking about because it's uh it's like no that's code academy i'm thinking of but i've seen udemy yeah i'm pretty sure that's how you say it yeah so they do is it all digital type stuff or they have pretty much any topic you can ever think of and they have a ton of things on digital marketing um you can go as specific as like just instagram ads wow yeah you also know kelly who is Mm -hmm. the owner of rollick who was on a few episodes ago how do you guys know each other she is a sorority sister of my sister-in-law hold on yeah then wait (laughs) is your sister no because i know she knew another person who was on the podcast so now i'm like wait are you all connected but i forget who we are we are and then kelly it was and then, uh, well, Kelly met Shandon when she came to one of my pop- my pop up oh, at Alaire. Okay, yeah, it's such a wild it's, world. Of I know how we're all connected, and I love it because this podcast was never, and I say this often, I never set out to do a podcast about women because there's so much of it already. I was like, I'm highlighting side hustlers. It is so hard to find guys really? who have small businesses, and are. I think it's because. You have to be more creative mm-hmm. and you have to be a little slightly crazy to start your own business mm-hmm. while having a full-time job. And mm-hmm. that just happens to be us women mm-hmm. who do this. But we have this crazy support system with one another. And it's been so cool for me to see. Have you noticed that like just as meeting? Yeah. I mean, Shandon is sure. a great example. Have there been other women that are like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I want to help you. Yeah. that's I've how got, I feel right now. Yeah. I've gotten a ton of support. and. To go back to Kelly, I reached out to her when I was just thinking about getting it started. I think she had been in business for about a year. 
And so it was really great to have kind of a mentor who had just gone through the stages that I had gone through. Because I think it's great to have a mentor who is uber successful and has done it all, but they're not as close to your experience. And so she let me like tag along at a a shoot one time and we met for happy hour. But then other than that, it's there's been a ton of people in my community. Like I grew up about an hour and a half north from here and I've had people who I haven't like I went to high school with I haven't talked to in years or moms of girls I went to high school with and they're reaching out and just being so nice and supportive that's cool yeah because they probably like this girl's gonna blow up I need to make sure she knows <laughs> that I know she's awesome now I hope that's, that's why. definitely why <laughs> so something I ask everyone is what app do you use other than Instagram mm-hmm. that gets you through your life or your side hustle I would say Lightroom Ooh, I love Lightroom. Yeah, free photo editing app. I was paying for the desktop version for a while, but I just found that I can pretty much do everything I need on the app. So I use Lightroom as well. And I don't know if I've talked about this in any episodes. If I have, I apologize. (laughs) My brain is scrambled half the time. But for me, learning Lightroom was kind of difficult at first. And you'd think it, it sounds so simple. Oh, it's a photo editing app. But the whole world of presets, I have talked about this because I've gone on rants about presets. I was like, what? Yeah. Are, people are just selling their settings. Yeah. And I and I keep getting ads for it on Instagram because I bought one on Etsy once through Instagram. And it was like eight bucks. So I've got like these three different things that I can just basically, I guess the way to explain it is you copy the settings. So this is a really light photo or a really mm-hmm. vibrant photo. You copy those settings and basically just paste it on your photo is Mm -hmm. what it does. It's like a filter. Yeah, exactly. But there's companies now advertising like, oh, 80 bucks for this pack. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I could totally do this. Yeah, and talk about an oversaturated market too. They're presets. Yeah, a lot of people are selling presets. So then do you use the same preset on all your pictures? Do you have a theme on Instagram? Yeah, I I like my photos to be really light and bright and... um, vivid colors is it a light and airy that's the one i always see like light and airy what does that mean oh no it's not quite airy um so i usually i haven't created a a certain setting that or a preset for myself but Mm -hmm. i usually will bump up the brightness bump up the contrast a little maybe a little bit of the saturation Eventually, I probably should just save those down. Right. Save it and then you save can myself sell some it. time. Toasty. Oh, yeah. This is, you can download our preset on your website. You'll probably make more money. You'd be like, why am I, I know. even doing this? I need to get out of the swimwear business, go into <laughs> presets. Presets. So random. But I love hearing your story. Seriously, I know you were super Thank nervous. You. And I, I want was. you to actually talk about that a little bit right now before we end because you were like, I'm so nervous. Can you send me the list of questions? And I, th- I literally laughed and I texted really? Shandon and I'm like, She's so cute. She thinks I prepare for these things like this. But Shannon's I, probably like, yeah, sounds about right. But I I love that you said that because literally no one in the year of doing this podcast has ever asked me that. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, what? Wait. And then I was like, my only question I'm going to, I know I'm going to ask you is what app yeah. do you use? And I obviously had you send some bullets over yeah. just so I know a little bit of where we're going throughout this, things I want you to talk about. But has, was it bad? No, it was not bad. See? And I, like I said before, I shot Kelly a, a text right after you texted me. I'm like, I know I need to do this, but like, was it scary? Were you scared? And she's like, <laughs> she was I was, nervous. she said I was really, really nervous and it was actually so fun. And well, I would agree. Have you ever gotten to tell your story before? No. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, it's fun to be able to do that. People should know. And yeah. it's so cool because the people who listen to this podcast are like, oh, she's awesome. I want to go support her now because they know you're not just this random website. Mm-hmm. You're a real person who has passions, who cares about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So go support Haley. It's ToastySwimwear.com, right? I yeah. got that right. Yeah. And Instagram as well is Toasty Swimwear. Yeah. Anything else they should know? Um, I want to do a promo code. You do? Yeah. Can we do Carla Marie? Yes. Okay. Uh, For 15% off. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. So promo code Carla Marie. See, this is how we work on things. Live <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> so go support her. Get your swimwear for this season. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Haley's story. She said it's promo code Carla Marie for 15% off of your order on ToastySwimwear.com. Give her a follow on Instagram because... I know she's about to be huge. And you can say, I remember her from Side Hustlers with Carla Marie. Till then, we'll see you next week. The weekly podcast that started it all. They just wanted to have fun as they dreamt of one day having their own morning show. And now they do. But the tradition continues every Friday. My Day Friday with Carla Marie and Anthony. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Kick off your weekend with Carla Marie and Anthony. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.